I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. I'm excited about this episode because I think this is something that I end up talking about uh, with patients a lot, which is boundaries. Hey, Pete. Talk about about boundaries here. I love boundaries. And actually, I I, I I use one of your definitions. (laughs) Oh, you do? Yeah. Which one? I forget. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you just knew it came from me. You were just, (laughs) you're in somewhere in the recesses of your mind. You're like, it's, it's, you're going to probably say it. You're going to, you're going to say it today, but it's like compassion with boundaries or. uh, Oh, yes. Empathy is. Oh, no, no. I say, so (laughs) compassion. So empathy is without boundaries. So when we practice, when we experience empathy, we, we feel other people's emotions that they're happening to us yeah. and compassion is, is. is boundaried. So that's right. That's all, which is, well, no, so compassion yeah. is empathy with boundaries. Yes, sure. That's, so it's like, yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, I love that Pete's starting with that example because <laughs> no, because I boundaries, boundaries are really important. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons, they're important for our own mental well-being. They're important for our healthy relationships, right? They're important for, I guess this goes to mental well-being, but uh, being able to keep enough gas in our tanks, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, is how I say it. Yeah. Um, but but boundaries can be really hard to uh, set. They're yes. part of assertiveness. People can sometimes feel that they're not worthy of setting boundaries, right? Or they yeah. can be confused as to honestly, like what their rights are. I've heard like, what am I allowed to say or what, or if it's the other way, what am I allowed to ask for? Am I pushing someone's boundaries? So I I just had a birthday and a friend of mine brought me a, uh, a beautiful stone Mm -hmm. and this blue agate stone, I think it's called A-G-A-T-E. I I don't Mm -hmm. know. And (laughs) uh, the the description was that it it helps people find their voice, assertiveness and boundaries. And we were all laughing because they were like, well, we know you don't need that. Yeah. Um, and, and not and not in like a pompous way. Um, really, I think I often do that with humility. So I think that's, you know, and that's what I was sort of reflecting as you were saying that, because I think people will be like, well, you know, what do you mean you don't deserve that? Everyone deserves that. And it's like, it takes skill though. It does. In practice. And that's- It the, does. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think that, I mean, because like there's, there's two sides of it. So I would say if we start with the side that Pete's getting at, which is- um, when, when people don't believe that they deserve to have boundaries and, and I, and it might not be that conscious, I should say, you know, it's right. not that I, I don't think that there's a lot of people necessarily that walk around and say, I don't deserve boundaries, but they might unintentionally be sort of uh, living that way because they're over-focused on other people's needs before their own. Right. right? They think that their needs are like, should always, you know, come second or, or not at all, frankly. Right. right? So when you ask somebody that struggles in that way to think about like, well, what about your needs? Right. What what do you need first? That can be really uncomfortable. Does that something you come across a lot with, you know, I would say probably like in clinical work. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it, 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 and I think that's why, like, say, in dialectical behavioral therapy, we have a lot, we have a whole interpersonal effectiveness. We have mm-hmm. a whole module teaching people how how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and why do you think that is? Is that because maybe part of pathology or part of our kind of challenges with mood might be because people are taking advantage of us? Yeah, that's, um, that's a good question. I, I actually think it, it goes back to what you started with regards to empathy. I think that yeah. people that are wired 
more empathically. And so, you know, dialectical behavior therapy, as we've talked about, was originally designed for borderline personality disorder, which is a, uh, just like an emotion dysregulation disorder. It's used for all kinds of um, intense emotional disorders uh, at this point in time. But the reason I bring that up is because it's talking about people that are biologically pre disposition to experience emotions more intensely. And that, that goes into empathy. Like a Mm -hmm. lot of, when I used to do DBT, that was often an, um, a common sort of thread that these folks that struggled with that diagnosis would really feel other people's emotions very intensely. And so the benefit of that is that they're, they're very caring people that are wired that are very caring, very easily able to access like how that's going to impact somebody, but it can get so loud that it then gets in the way of, okay. And what about you? Right. What do you need? And and that will link to our values potentially because what boundaries also, I'm not going to set boundaries for the sake of boundaries. I'm setting boundaries for the sake of my values. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. it's got to, because I have to know where I'm going for that boundary. So I'm not just going to set a boundary with my boss because I'm going to set a boundary to my boss. I need to do it because they're taking advantage of me because I want, Mm -hmm. you know, I was passed up on a promotion, something like that. So I think it's important to what, and I think it's part of what we do clinically is help people untangle Mm -hmm. some confusion that they might have around how they're feeling or why they're even struggling to set boundaries with somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And something you just said is also important to like, tease apart a little bit, which is the other side of it, which is when people sort of, and I've heard this actually quite a few times where someone says the word boundaries, they'll say, well, I, these are my boundaries. And, and, you know, that's just it, that that person's violating my boundaries and they'll use, they'll sort of use on the surface, the appropriate language, but in reality, they're actually just practicing rigidity, right? (laughs) That they'll say like, I I told this person, you know, I don't know, let's say I'm make up this example. Let's say I'm working with a patient who tells me that um, a friend asked them if they could pick up their mail while they're on vacation. And my patient says to me, I said, no way am I ever doing that. Those are my boundaries. I don't, I don't uh, drive to that part of town on the weekends because the traffic is terrible. Those are just my boundaries. And I would say like, I don't know if that's your boundaries. That to me sounds like a rigidity and not practicing maybe compassion or flexibility or acting in line with a value of maybe supporting a friend. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like I, I, so I, I gave the example of the stone because, you know, I, we could all benefit from it. So I'm not, even though I'm pretty, I'm pretty skilled at it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I can still benefit by having a stone in my room that might help bring me some clarity as I'm setting boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. or as I'm trying to, uh, you know, and I, in, in many different, cause all the different hats that I wear, mm-hmm. I can see it coming up. You know, I think sometimes in the world that we live in, you know, uh, there's just different expectations, you know? And so I think sometimes people, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like, I don't know, like companies, like it's no longer like customers always right. Like I've had so many experiences <laughs> lately where they're well, just ba- like, what? Well, I was saying, well, boundaries, boundaries can change, right? Like yes, they're, they're yeah. not set in stone that I think that's, you know, like with everything Pete and I talk about on this podcast that we want to practice flexibility. And what that means is becoming curious about what works in this moment. And yeah. so, you know, I don't know, like maybe to kind of use this, a business example, like I have a boundary where I don't, I don't uh, email with patients, yes. you know, however, I have a, in the um, 
the electronic health record that I use, I can do a secure messaging feature, which functions like email. Sure. So back in the day, I didn't do that. And now I do. So it's like, right. that's still, I still have boundaries, still right? Have boundaries. And, and I've changed about like what works for me, because right? Because you're flexible. Because I'm practice flexibility. That's right. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I think that's where people can get confused of like, you know, yeah. Like what, what am I allowed to say? Like, what am I like, you know, what's the line? And I'll say sometimes like, you know, sometimes you don't know, you've got to try it out. Like there's a, you know, you practice. Yeah. You got to practice. You know, that I've, I've mentioned to people before that a yoga teacher once uh, said in a class, I don't remember how this came up around boundaries, but she said, uh, we teach other people how to treat us. Yeah. And I, that, that just, oh, it just like so deeply resonated with me. And so I, we, so we teach, so boundaries are teaching other people how to teach, how to treat to us, treat us, right. Yeah. That we, cause we set the boundaries, right. Like, that. you know, and it's like, I, and as when I, and when I talk about that in therapy with people, I, again, use myself as an example and I'll say, look, even, even people that are well-meaning can sometimes end up crossing a line unintentionally. I'll say like, I don't share my cell phone number, my personal yeah. cell phone with patients. And I'll say, what do you think would happen if I did? Right. And I'll say, look, there are some <laughs> clinicians that do, you know, I'm not yeah. judging them saying, but for me, I, that doesn't work. And they'll say, right. well, people would call you on it or they text you. And I said, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, and it's not, it, that's not their fault because I'm saying here, have access to me. That's so right. I say, you don't, you know, you have to call my work number. And I'm yeah. like, what does that teach you? It teaches it, they say to me, well, it teaches you that you're me, that you're only available during certain times. I said, that's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is a really healthy boundary. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so listeners, like that's part of what you want to do while you're, you know, thinking and considering what your boundaries are uh, because they, and I, I, I have the image of like a forest, mm-hmm. you know, because like trees are often the perimeter of the boundary. Mm. And I think that that's a lot of what I'm asking people to do is mm-hmm. to think about where their boundaries are. So think about where your forest is, you know, how far out is it? How dense is it? Are you cutting it back? Are you growing it further? Right. I love that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Pete, I have a question for you because, you know, one thing Uh that I'm, I I know, (laughs) no, I think you'll like it Um, because I think this is something that I also uh, comes up a lot um, is that, you know, sometimes when I'm doing boundaries work with patients and we're talking about how to set boundaries and, and even framing it, you know, as, as aligned with values and a part of self-respect, a lot of times people will tell me that they're afraid of other people's reactions to their boundaries because yeah. sometimes people can be mad, Yeah. right? Mad at them when they say no. What yeah. do you, like, how, do, what do you tell people when, when that comes up? I, I, I channel my inner Albert Ellis. Uh, <laughs> Let, let folks know who so, Albert, so, Ellis, Albert Ellis is. Well, tell me, is, was he dysfunction or irrational? He's, a, was, he's REBT. He's irrational no, thinking. Irrational. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's right, though. Yeah, so uh, Albert Ellis, rational emotive behavioral therapy. And so he would just be like, that's irrational. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you can't predict. And second well, wave. But we'd say, but what if you, but what if it is somebody that, you know, gets mad when you say no to them? Then they'll be mad when you say no to them. That's what, yeah. And, <laughs> and then what if people say like, oh, no, but they're going to be mad. And you'll breathe and take another breath and you'll step into the next moment. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, because it makes sense for you in that moment. And, and, in, and in Buddhism, we, the, as you, as you study and kind of advance is the five precepts. Mm. And I think that might be important just to kind of, cause I, I haven't talked much yeah, about that here. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they are at all. Tell well, me. they're the boundaries within living essentially. Right. So we've talked mm. about the four noble truth about how suffering is the mm-hmm. eightfold path is ways of behaviors that you can do to get there. And then the precepts are like boundaries for what is meant to kind of bring and, and um, 
like a virtuous life. So you refrain mm-hmm. from, t- you know, killing anybody. Mm-hmm. You refrain from taking what's not given to you. Um, you refrain from the misuse of the senses, including, um, and, and that's mostly like sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, refrain from wrong speech. So like, again, no other rumors. Uh, and then this last one is from uh, refraining from intoxicants um, that cloud the mind because mm. you're really trying to get clarity. So I think, you know, the five precepts present a little bit of these boundaries within your own existence as you're thinking about sort of the Buddhist meditative way. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I love that. And and the the word that was showing up in my mind, I know I said it a moment ago with regards to the self, it was respect that it sounds yeah. like about respect for oneself, like respect for the body, respect for others, yeah. right? That boundaries are really about communicating respect. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely right? is. So, yeah. Cause you could probably substitute refrain with respect. Yeah. Right. It's in about the, in those precepts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. You know, one other thing I think a lot about with regards to boundaries is how, um, cause I think this is also confusing for people, especially those that maybe struggle with interpersonal boundaries, um, is that boundaries actually create space. Yes. And of course I'm going to use a yoga metaphor. <laughs> Please. So hopefully, you know, for those listeners who have practiced uh, yoga before, there's a pose called side angle, where basically you're kind of bending into one, your front knee and you, your hand, your can reach the inside, like yeah. of the inside of your leg and touch the floor. And so there's, you know, a way to bind in that position where basically you reach your arm underneath the bent leg, and then you take your top arm, reach behind your back, and you can hook your hands over your leg if you have the flexibility to do that. And what I find really interesting about that pose is that what they'll talk about is that boundary. So actually reaching around and hooking your arms together over your leg cracks open the heart. It creates Mm. space. And I always use that with patients to say, that's how boundaries function. That actually like the boundaries in therapy, that by actually maintaining certain boundaries of treatment, it creates space for connection to occur because without the boundary, you actually, it, you know, like people that are like too much in each other's business or something, right. It's like, they're, they're sharing every single thought that's in their mind at all times. It's like, it's actually like mucky kind of clouds things. I don't know. Does that resonate with you at all? Well, it's important, I think for listeners to understand that. So as a, as psychologists, Right. We we don't share a ton about ourselves in session, and it's not because we don't want to. Well, I don't know. It's it's part of the process. I think the way you just described yeah. it is exactly it is that because it gets muddy. Then if if there's like a mutual share, rather than us working with what you as a client mm-hmm. or you know what our clients are going through, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise, then like I, th- I like that it gets murky. It gets murky, right? Yeah. And so it's like obviously, it creates, so it creates space with those bound having those boundaries. Yeah. And it's like, and that, that crosses over into other relationships. It's like, if you have a friend where the other person is always, you know, doing all the talking or sharing all their problems and and there's, it's like, there's no room for you. It's like, there needs to be, there needs to be limits in order for space to occur. Right. I mean, well, yeah. And also one of the thing I, because Mm-hmm. oftentimes people will describe that therapy as their closest relationships, you know, because mm-hmm. of how intimate, the intimacy, right. Mm-hmm. Cause how yeah. intimate the process is. And I think that also that's models that even with boundaries, you can the have the closest connection possible. That's right. That's yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That cause the, cause connection, connection needs air. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm so sorry. It needs air. Right. Yeah. Um, it needs space, which, you know, of course just, speaks to what we always talk about with mindfulness. So, you know, hopefully this has uh, 
you know, got the wheels turning for people about um, the importance of boundaries, why we set them. Um, and, and maybe you can, uh, you know, walk away from this episode really thinking about how boundaries uh, are a way to create space and respect for ourselves and ourselves and others. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.